Hey, this is Brent Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Priya Pickups. What you want, what you need, what you love. Check them out at priapickups.com. And if you want to support the No Sleep Till Sudbury podcast on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Brent Jensen Music for details. All right, this week on the show, I want to talk about something a little more personal that happened to me recently that I found to be very moving enough that I wanted to share it with the No Sleep Till Sudbury listenership because I thought it was so cool. With my amazing partner, Amy Davies, I in turn have two equally amazing stepchildren, 11-year-old Eamon and 14-year-old Apsley. In addition to being a voracious reader, Apsley listens to a lot of music and she tends to like some of the same stuff that I do. The older stuff, the classics, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Black Sabbath. Now, she mentioned in passing recently that she was listening to Metallica. And when I heard that, I assumed that she was probably listening to the Black Album or some of Metallica's more popular stuff. But I was wrong. The Metallica record that she was actually listening to was their very first record, Kill Em All. Now, when she told me that, I'll admit that I was a little bit stunned. And those of you who have read my first book will immediately know exactly why. In August of 1983, I was on summer vacation with my family, and we were in a mall somewhere in the southern United States. We were back to school shopping. I had ducked into a record store, and in that record store, I had spotted an album by a group that I'd never heard of before, named... Metallica. I ended up buying it on the strength of the band name and some of the song titles. And what I heard as I listened to this cassette in my yellow sports Walkman all the way home was something that I'd never heard before. And at that point in my life, it changed everything for me. I had just turned 14 years old three months earlier. For Apsley to discover this record on her own, and actually like it, at age 14, quite honestly, it kind of blew my mind. So, a week or so ago, on our family summer vacation up north, Apsley and I picked up breakfast for everybody one morning in Sudbury. And on the way, in the car, we put on Kill Em All, and we listened to it together. And as it played, I felt as though I was in some sort of transcendental Twilight Zone episode. There I was, watching my 14-year-old stepdaughter experience Metallica's first record, much in the same way that I had, almost 40 years earlier, to the very day. It's hard for me to articulate the emotions I was feeling at the point, but I can tell you that pride and joy were certainly two of them. So, I related my perceived importance of this moment to Apsley later and how cool I thought this whole thing was, and she agreed. Then I suggested that such a moment warranted an appearance on her behalf on the show, and I asked if she wanted to come on and talk about it. And she graciously agreed. So, without any further ado, here she is. Apsley, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So. Absolutely, you were a music fan, mm-hmm. and you started taking a special interest in music around what time? 
Um, I guess I've always, like, taken, I haven't really always taken a particular interest in music, but I remember when I was younger, I had an iPod, and it had, like, all different kinds of music from Rihanna to Nirvana, and then after that, I guess it just kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. So now you're 14. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, a lot of kids your age, and we've talked about this before, a lot of kids your age listen to contemporary pop. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you you appreciate it, and I think that there there is some of that stuff that you do like, but it's not mm-hmm. your preferred genre of music. No, not really. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. It might have been because of that iPod that I was talking about mm-hmm. and just growing up on kind of a wider variety and getting to pick what I like instead of being, I don't know, kind of quote-unquote forced into the ideal music standards. Mm -hmm. So you're forging your own path. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know you to be that person. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was hoping that I could take credit for this, but I can't. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Well, I can give you some credit in that way that... But, you know, and we've talked about this before, too, is that I never want, like, I, obviously, music is my thing, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be that person who pushes it onto you and says, absolutely, you know, you need to listen to this and you have to like this band and that band. Mm -hmm. Um, But but secretly, and you probably know this, I've always kind of hoped that you would hear what I listen to and go, hey, that's kind of cool, or who is this? And you do do that often, and it it delights me every time it happens. Um. But what are some of the bands that you gravitate to other than the ones that you named? Um, mostly, mostly Nirvana. I know I already named that one, but mm-hmm. um, I do like Nirvana a lot. I like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, so kind of that 90s grunge scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a fan of Black Sabbath, and hey. I also like Green Day. I've been listening to them quite a bit recently. So I love the fact that you said Black Sabbath, the band that I also love. Mm -hmm. And there is so much stuff to dig into. I think there's like eight records. The last two Mm -hmm. aren't the greatest, but there's six that are amazing. Mm -hmm. You know all the surface stuff like Paranoid and War Pigs and stuff like that. But there's so much good stuff underneath Mm -hmm. that when you listen to the albums. That's another thing that I love that you're doing. As a kid of 14, you focus on albums. You'll listen to an entire album. Yeah. So you're almost like an anomaly a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Like I'm, I'm thrilled, like mm-hmm. literally thrilled. And I know that my listeners are going to be like, oh, that's amazing. Because <laughs> yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Albums were a big deal. And you know, you hear me talk about this stuff all the time, that the record, you know, listening to it from start to finish is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a, a something else out of it instead of just listening to single after single after single. Oh, definitely. And that way you can kind of compare the songs in a record or album and um, kind of notice the similarities between them and mm-hmm. you get to compare the different records and notice the differences between them. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? So you can almost get a feel for what the band was going through when you listen to albums against each other. Yeah. And what came out when and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a whole new narrative that some people, I, I, I worry that they miss that maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So the incident that really, you know, I've been thinking about doing this with you for a little while, but the incident that really spurred me to get this started with you was something that just happened when we were in Sudbury recently. And you said, hey, can we listen? We were in the car and you said, can we listen to Metallica? And I was like, duh. <laughs> and you said, uh, how about Kill Em All? But it was, it was extremely special to me because you're 14 And right now, you are just a couple of months older than I was when I first heard Metallica in 1983. I was 14 years old, too. I think I was 
14 and four months. So it was a big deal. So now listening to that with you is just you and I in the, in the, in the truck and we were driving and I kind of almost heard the music in a different way mm-hmm. as a result. There was nostalgia, there was sentimentality, like I, all these things were going through my mind and it was a big, big deal for me. I thought that was just fascinating. Now we're going to talk about Metallica's Kill Em All today. And I actually brought the cassette oh, that sick. I listened to when I bought uh, this in the southwestern United States in 1983. So there's this one. I bought this one later, which is a re-release. But this is the actual cassette. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've ever showed this to you before. No, I don't think so. I'm going to throw it. Can you catch it? I'll try. There you go. <laughs> well, that's... Do, you, do you know how a cassette works? This is the comedy <laughs> part of the program now. Yeah. So <laughs> I gave a talk once and I brought a cassette in. It was to a bunch of grade eights at school. And yeah. they all kind of looked at me like I had five heads. Like, <laughs> how does it work? Where does the music come out of? Yeah. You put that into a player. Mm-hmm. But see, it, it, that's this is funny for you, right? Yeah. But that was like, that was my thing. It went into my Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had a Walkman just so I could play cassettes. I have a Walkman. So you can. Awesome. We'll get it later. So now the contents of that record, Kill Em All, you have a couple of favorite songs, I understand. Oh, yeah. What are they? So I've got to say my favorite song is probably Motor Breath. Mm-hmm. On, yeah, that, that's Excellent a good pick. Um, And then The Phantom Lord, which is pretty close tie with Motor Breath, but I think it's a second. Wow. Um, I also like uh, The Four Horsemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's a good one. Good. I'm going to say Hit the Lights is a pretty good one. It's not my favorite one, definitely, but it's it's up there. That's great. And what is it about those songs? So like Phantom Lord, I get, because that was one of my favorite songs too. It was mm-hmm. always the, and, and again, listening to the cassette, it was the kickoff for side two. Mm-hmm. So I would rewind wherever the, the, the cassette was at the time. I would make sure that if I was going on a trip, I got my Walkman, and I would have that song ready, queued up to play. Yeah. And then I would listen to it and it just like pumped my blood because it mm-hmm. it's just like a fantastic guitar riff. Is it like, what are the yeah. things that you hear when you listen to these songs? The riffs, the drums, what? I think it's just like a mix of all the instruments and kind of like, I don't know, the, mostly like the guitar and bass, mm-hmm. I think for me, but it's really just like everything about it. It's just like a great mix of instruments. I don't know how to explain it otherwise. But mm-hmm. So James Hetfield is the singer and the guitar player. Mm-hmm. Great voice at oh, that yeah. time, oh, right? Yeah. He was a young kid. I think he was in his like early 20s. So you listen to Metallica now, and Metallica is one of those bands that when they started with Kill 'Em All, nobody really knew who they were, but they showed promise. Yeah. You know, the Lightning came out, Master Puppets. They didn't really get super popular until, I think it was like 10 years later in 1991 when the Black Album came out. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that album? I know that Enter Sandman is on that album. Right, right. Yeah. And that was their big breakthrough, I think, when that song came out. Yeah. Because it's not like, a, you know, you listen to Kill 'Em All, it's thrashy. Mm-hmm, definitely. Right? It's very fast and, and aggressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inner Sandman is it's a heavy song, obviously, but it's not as it's not as kind of unhinged as, as yeah. the material on Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Um, is that the only song that you know from that record? Um, I think there's another one, but I can't remember what it's called right now. Mm-hmm. You probably know it if I name them. Yeah, yeah right, definitely. Them. Now you know it's funny because when I listened to that record, the Black Album, I, I liked it, but I felt like because it attracted other people as Metallica fans, and I'd spent my time being a Metallica fan when it wasn't super on vogue or popular, mm-hmm. um, it kind of pushed me away from the band because I felt like they weren't really mine anymore. 
Yeah. And I wonder if that will happen to you too, because right now at 14, you're very dialed in. You don't have a mortgage to worry about. You don't have a job to worry about all that <laughs> stuff, right? So like music is a big, big deal for you. Yeah, definitely. Again, this is like the root of my fascination. I can see myself in you right now, you know, enjoying this music. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So now Kill em All is a favorite record of yours. Are you going to get into Ride the Lightning? Definitely. I've already listened to it a couple of times. I think I like Kill em All better mm. than Ride the Lightning, but... Um, Ride the Lightning is a little bit less, like, almost angry mm-hmm. than Kill 'Em All. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in the title alone, you can tell. Yeah. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Not as much as Kill 'Em All, though. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Master Puppets? I have not listened to that one yet. Ooh. No. You're in for a treat. Yep, yeah, definitely. People say that that is uh, Metallica's best work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see what you think of it. Yeah. Ride the Lightning is my favorite, personally. Mm-hmm. I love Master, but I also... <laughs> see, I would credit you now with getting me back into Kill em All. The way that it sounds, like the sonics of it, it's their first record and it wasn't produced entirely professionally. Like Master yeah. Puppet sounds better because they had more money and they had better facilities and it's a better sounding record. Mm-hmm. But people say that a little bit of the aggression and that, that authenticity was lost when they recorded Master, just a little bit. Yeah. I can understand why why they would say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, fascinating for me that these are things as a 14-year-old that you actually consider and appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> so um, maybe someday I'll bring you to a Metallica show. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's listen to Metallica. All right. (laughs) I am a proud stepdad indeed, folks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Johnson. Until next time, take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 